0: Jung thought of the self as a four-dimensional entity that that extended across time and space. That was the totality of you. It's the absence of consciousness that
1: is creating terminal
0: crisis.
1: The ultimate reality, not God in a politically kingly sense, but God in the sense of being the self. We are the ones we have been waiting for our world needs us now
0: hello and welcome to the connect and evolve podcast my name is Ben Holt and it is an honor to introduce you to some of the greatest health and wellness experts artists spiritual teachers and innovators of our time the intention of this podcast is to provide you with the necessary tools and understanding to create a beautiful life full of empowerment abundance and sovereignty for you and your loved ones Through conscious conversations and guided experiences, we will be expanding to new horizons and discovering what it means to be fully expressed. So thank you so much for being here, and without further ado, let's dive in. Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I appreciate you so much for being here, and today's episode is brought to you by Sacred Embodiment Retreats by yours truly. Our retreats are five days long there in the beautiful Red Rocks of Sedona, Arizona. We incorporate so much yoga, breathwork, meditation, qigong, ecstatic dance, nature, manifestation, forgiveness, workshops, connection. If you are being called to uplevel yourself on all levels, mind, body, and soul, then I invite you to come join us at the next Sacred Embodiment Retreat in Sedona this May May 26th to the 30th. We have two spots left for particularly two couples, right? So if you are a couple and you're hearing this and you're called to come experience a vacation, yet a vacation that is going to bring you closer to yourself, your true self, your spirit, one another, nature, then I invite you. Sedona is one of the most beautiful places in the world, and it's where we've been hosting our retreats for years. We absolutely love it there. And our retreat center is this beautiful, eco-luxury, bountiful location that is ready to take you in with open arms. If you go to connectandevolve.com forward slash retreats, that's connectandevolve.com forward slash retreats, then you will be guided in the right direction. You will see our next retreat, our upcoming retreat this May 26th through the 30th. And whenever you reach out to me, just let me know that you heard about the retreat on the podcast and I will give you a sweet little discount. Awesome. So our guest today is none other than Mr. James Silvas, and he is a mindset specialist. He's a coach, a high level coach, one of the best coaches I've had the pleasure of talking to. And having a conversation with and lucky to call him my friend now so he just has a wealth of knowledge on so many different topics but primarily on how to up level your life in all the ways and how to do it in a really systematical practical fashion systematical i think i just made that word up systematic (laughs) practical fashion um i really enjoyed our conversation and we got along really well so i know you will too so here it is without further ado my brother james silvas
1: My brother how are you i'm doing well i'm excited to be here and honored to be collaborating with you and your audience today
0: aho my man sounds great i'm excited to have you here and excited to dive into all the things that you're offering to the world right now i know you're up to some really cool stuff um so i'd love to just drop into a quick origin story on you know where 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 your roots are lying you know where what what brought you to where you are today I know, you're, a, um, you know you're, you're working with a lot of motivation. You're inspiring a lot of people. So what, what initiated where you are today?
1: Yeah, so grew up in Vegas. My parents have been married for 30 plus years. Grew up in a very solid foundation. Learned wow. a lot of core disciplines from my mom and my dad. Mom was mostly listening. That, I mean, other things that she taught me, but listening was the real key. You can always learn something from someone, mm-hmm. even if it's something that you shouldn't do. And so that allowed me to operate with curiosity and non-judgment in a lot of my interactions, which actually allowed me to receive information in a way that wasn't, or was as least amount of tainted as possible to really connect with the person. And that has allowed me to build con- communication skills, uh, deeper levels of connection, and really strong relationships. Dad grew up in you know eight with eight siblings and uh, very. Yeah, very um, competitive environment. So I learned discipline from him, and I learned just my, my natural drive to want to improve. So you combine those elements with sport. I played sports my whole life, starting at five years mm-hmm. old. You kind of just instill this, uh, this structure into your life of having to train for something, right? And so I grew up very much in that environment. And um, fast forward to high school, playing football, quarterback, um Became known in my high school as if you have a problem go see James like he'll help you <laughs> uh, Understand what's going on and, and may have some some feedback for you And so I would listen to what people are going through and I'd you know I'd work through that situation with them and offer what I thought may be a good solution and most of the time those Suggestions worked and people will come back to me and say hey man that conversation really helped me. Thank you And I'm like, yeah, and they're like you need to do this for a living and I didn't even know what <laughs> this was. Like this is just me helping, right? So, I uh, I kept serving, kept listening, kept growing, and I went to college. And this is when I was playing football, got offers to college, but didn't really feel it. So, I um, stayed home at UNLV. So I'm born and raised in Las Vegas, so stayed home and uh, decided to go into physical therapy because that was the closest thing to sport. And while doing that, I got a job at a clinic, a PT clinic, as a as an aide, and I was just like, this I can't do this nine to five stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I have to do something different. I, I want to. I'm dreaming bigger. I want to make more impact. And so um, I left the PT space and graduated, obviously, and and went into the industry, Las Vegas industry, the club scene, to mm-hmm. put some money in my pocket. <laughs> and uh, I worked at Wet Republic, which is probably the number one day club in the world, and I I was a buster there. I could tell you Mm -hmm. stories for days as to what happened, what I saw that no person should probably see. And um, I can imagine lots. Yeah. Lots of, lots of craziness there. But while I was in college, I met a professor who, by the name of Dr. Mark Guadagnoli, he's a four time world renowned mental performance coach. And he taught me the fundamentals of the mind body connection, neuroscience, psychology, Mm -hmm. and how to create your own life and live life on your terms. And Mm -hmm. I just became fascinated with, How powerful we are, but how often we talk ourselves out of things, or we don't give ourselves enough um, opportunity to pursue more of who we are. And so, book after book, question after question, class after class, I was like, I need, I want to do this. Like this is, this feels right. And uh, that was right around the time where "quote unquote" life coaching became a thing. And I was just Mm -hmm. like, I hate that term. Like I don't, I don't want to tell people how to live their life. I just want to help them optimize however, whatever they're doing, if that's sport, if that's business, if that's whatever. And so I just started proclaiming that I was now a coach. And Mm -hmm. I started working with friends and family for $20. They'd come over my house and um, charge them whatever we go in my office, goal (laughs) set, and start breaking down whatever. And that kind of transformed into me going to my high school and pitching a sports psychology program that then mm-hmm. went to other high schools across the country and then to corporate, helping people build culture and strengthening their leadership skills so they can influence and um, drive their businesses forward. And, you know, that was... This is kind of all kind of jumbled up, but yeah. after, so after the um, day club, I put my two weeks in after working there two years and I went door knocking and just built my business. Like, this is all hands-on, like no one was there supporting me. It was just me having a passion and literally going business to business, telling people who I am, what I what can I can offer. Got the cops called on me, got people who laughed in my face. I was 24 years old, beginning to doubt who I was and if I made the right decision. And um, after six months of nothing, I finally got the opportunity to work with a corporation, a timeshare company, and become the in-house performance coach for 150 of their employees responsible for their onboarding, their training of all their, their grassroots employees all the way up to exec leadership. And that became the foundation of my career. And fast forward now, Mm. 8,000 people later, 10 countries later, here I am continuing to learn, continuing to grow and serve and, and, um, be here to support people.
0: That's amazing. I love that your, your coaching career was built off of like a really original, authentic, organic, foundation and not just you know oh people are giving advice for money now let me become a coach as well <laughs> right, you know? right. there's a lot of that
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and and I've done you know therapy I think is really really important for those who feel called to do it and one of the mm-hmm. things that I've uncovered about myself in therapy is that I, I've i had shame around my story for a long time because I didn't grow up in trauma I didn't grow up with my parents being divorced or us I uh, me being on the streets And I would always be inspired by people who who could come from that and then rise Mm -hmm. up to, quote unquote, be successful. And I just thought, like, who am I to share my story? Like, there's nothing exhilarating about it. And it wasn't until I fell in love with my own story that I actually gave people permission to fall in love with theirs. And that my story is is a lot of people can relate to it. And if I don't love that, if I don't share that, then what am I robbing from somebody else and their potential because they don't, they haven't identified that in themselves. So, um, yeah, it's been right, an interesting right. journey, man. It's a lot of inner work for sure. For sure. Oh,
0: of course. <laughs> yeah. You got to practice what you preach, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's fascinating to, you know, so many people feel that their story is insignificant, right? And this, this core wound of unworthiness that we're working through as a collective. But at the end of the day, your story resonates with so many people while mm-hmm. the story, you know, the slumdog millionaire story only resur- resonates with um, a few on a core experiential level. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that the story of the combat veteran, it'll resonate with the combat veterans and it, I've been reading a book by my, my friend, Dr. Dan Engel, called A Dose of Hope. It talks about MDMA-assisted psychotherapy in depth. And the person that they use as um, this metaphorical patient, right, um, or this pretend patient, it's fascinating because the person doesn't have severe trauma. And, like, the person, this patient that Dr. Dan chose to utilize – and the story just came from a, you know a childhood where his parents weren't super attentive, and you know he spent most of his t- most of his time with his grandparents. Um, and th- how many of us is is that relative for? So many, right? You know, we we either come from broken families where our parents have been divorced, or parents work a lot and we have to spend all the time with our grandparents. And in in the book, it shows that it doesn't matter if we have severe trauma or not, we're still affected by the experiences from our past and our childhood. And so every story, every, every upbringing is relevant in that Mm -hmm. space. And every upbringing has, has substance that we can really utilize to to help others and navigating their own journey. And so I just thought it was interesting how you mentioned that. And it was something I was just recently reading. And at the end of the day in the book, not to sp- spoiler alert, <laughs> everyone, but the, the guy, he, the patient, he, you know, has so much built up inside of him from this childhood where his parents weren't very attentive toward him and so much comes up and out and really liberates him, and, and he was living kind of a lethargic lifestyle before, you know, not really knowing what to do, not feeling very purposeful, not really knowing which direction to go in, uh, which led him to, you know, video games, and, and binge junk food eating, and etc., and how many of us is that, and so I highly recommend everybody check out the book, and, and highly recommend, based on what you just said, for everyone to to not feel that their story is insignificant, And I'm sure this is something that you've built into your, what you share and what you do in your work uh, as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a a big thing that people assume when they, you know, first reach out to work with me, or I think just an idea that they have about coaches in general is like maybe a cookie cutter approach and and people aren't designed that way. And so I think the most effective communicators, the most effective coaches or leaders are the ones who can remove themselves from a situation and really demonstrate empathy and compassion for the person that they're working with and by entering the world of the person that you're serving not only do you understand how they think but you understand how they feel and when you can mm-hmm. combine those two that's what leads to sustained behavioral change not just momentary motivation a lot of people mm-hmm. will, will call me a motivational speaker and you know, I, I would be lying if people don't leave an event or a session motivated. I think that's a byproduct of the clarity that gets produced. Right, but right. I've never been a fan of titles, and, and but Mindset Specialist seems to be the best one that I can think of at, at the moment because it really does come down to mind. Like when you, when you start working with the upper echelon of athletes or Navy SEALs, at some point there's skill, right? You have to develop skill, but once you have an adequate amount, the the separating factor is how you think, how how you can stay centered in chaos, in uncertainty. And people are terrified of that. They would rather avoid pain, avoid uncertainty, and live in the comfort zone, which we all know you've read that in any every sure. personal development book. But there's a reason why it's like that. Our brain is risk averse. We don't want to think more than we have to. Our body and our minds are all about conserving energy. And so if we found a certain way to live and we're alive, that's a success. We're not Mm -hmm. designed for greatness. We're designed for survival. Mm -hmm. And if you want greatness, then you have to override your natural conditioning to play it safe. And when you can do that, then you start reaching deeper levels of your potential. You start living life on a different level. You start uh, really seeing what you're capable of and life becomes miraculous at that point because it's it's literally comes down to what do I want to experience and who do I need to be to start inviting that reality into my current existence. And
0: um, that's what I help people do. That's beautiful, man. And so I'm curious, what are the primary modalities that you work with to help people overcome this, this innate, evolutionarily driven desire to be comfortable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. First, we got to identify your values. That is the structure in which you live. That's the lens in which you look at life, right? So Mm. most people surprisingly don't know what those are. And so until you have that, it's like you're building a house on a faulty foundation. So first we identify that. Then we, depending on the individual's goals, we start taking a magnifying glass to how they're thinking, which, in other words, would be limiting beliefs, and you start right. working backwards from where those originated. So it's a mixture of past um, reflection and understanding, piecing things together, while also incorporating small wins in uh, new spaces that get you comfortable with the unknown. So, you know, my, my client list can span from sports, high-performing nationally ranked sports teams, both high school Mm -hmm. and collegiate, or to an executive that is wanting to grow their business or develop more leaders. Like just depending on the individual, those two things I start with. And then, um, you know, monitoring their energy management. How are you managing your energy? You can have the best time management if you want, but if you don't have any energy to put into the time, then it's pointless. (laughs) So. Right, like so. Great there, point. So there's like four areas of energy management, which is, and this comes from. Um, I was inspired by this thought by the book called "The Powerful Engagement." Yeah. Jim L- Jim Layer uh, was an original founder of this, and there's four elements to energy management: physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Physical is four components: your recovery. Right. What does that look like? Um, how are you rejuvenating? How's your sleep? How's your exercise? And how is your nutrition? If those are trash, uh, you are not going to perform at a high level. You're going to rely on stimulants or other things to keep you elevated, but that's only going to be followed by a crash, and you can't keep that up forever. So that's like base. Then you move into like the emotional space, right? What are you feeling? Why are you feeling? And how consistently are you feeling it? And really developing that emotional intelligence. Mental is all about where you, you focus. That's more time management. How are you prioritizing your day based on the spiritual side of things which is values vision and purpose and so helping the individual get clear on those areas gives them metrics to track to know are they heading in the right direction or are they falling off and and what needs to be done to get back on track
0: Hmm. so uh, a couple of things come up for me as you share um one being you know, how as, as coaches, right, how is the, what's the best way to hold ourselves accountable in order to practice these things that we share with others? You know, because I notice it's uh, for myself and for so many others that I know that do this work, that it's very easy to share in a moment and to, to create resolution, to help somebody create resolution and a game plan and intention setting, et cetera. But it can be very challenging whenever we're caught in the the emotions of life, right? Where we have relationships, uh, we have circumstance, we have 3D obligations. There's a lot that happens in life to throw us off of our wah. And so I'm curious as to, I'm sure you've been asked this question. What do you feel is, is the best way as coaches to really hold ourselves accountable and to stay on the straight and narrow?
1: So, I can only speak to my experience, but yeah, for my, one of my values is integrity. Mm-hmm. And when I work with people, I think one of the reasons why I have been so effective, and this is the feedback that I've received, is not so much what I say and how I say it, but more so who I'm being while I'm saying it. Right. I believe that words hold an energetic frequency. And if you're not matching your words with your actions, which is the definition of integrity then that frequency behind the words, behind what you do gets watered down. And so if if a coach's true purpose is to serve, then the accountability behind that service and the transformation that will come in that experience if you do the work and show up to that experience in the best way is ultimately gonna be the highest form Of service for you and for that individual so for Mm. me the way I look at it is who can I have in my corner that one understands me and what I'm going after this can be your wife your husband your parents colleagues whoever right your your circle and then um, being clear on all the things that we've talked about but then really just saying like (laughs) are you a hypocrite or not yeah and and the truth is only you can answer that right you have to look in the mirror and say i just gave that person a piece of advice am i following that and for me that's enough to to keep me on the path um and and that works for me because integrity is one of my top five values and if i don't have my word what else do i have it's a slippery slope um if you don't have that and honor that (laughs)
0: Absolutely. Yeah, no, 100%. And I I even feel myself, you know, being on that slippery slope, really finding myself like swimming up a river almost sometimes to hold that integrity. Whenever there's, you know, our our wounds from childhood, whether it be, you know, trying to, um, let's just say being passive and trying to create harmony and and tumultuous situations even if they're not violent situations like maybe your parents fought a lot and you you know you want to keep the peace but in order to keep the peace for me it's it 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 resolved in people pleasing right so recovering people pleaser because i want everybody to be harmonious and it's very challenging to really integrously share what you're feeling and be vulnerable and, and to open up dialogue that may be triggering for both parties whenever, whenever that's not what's going to, right. Keep the peace. (laughs) (laughs) Right. For
1: sure. Cause as leaders, the goal isn't peace, right? The goal is progress. (laughs) Yeah. And with progress comes tension and oh man and and uneasiness and the better an individual can navigate that the more effectively they can lead in those times and I think that that's why the inner work is so important and not running from pain but sitting in it understanding that pain is the best teacher
0: Mm. I'm writing that down right now the goal isn't peace the goal is progress wow thank you for the session James
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, bro, it's a collaboration, man. Yeah, here we go.
0: Um, what else can I get out of this? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, I love that. And, and in just that short, sweet phrase right there, the goal is in peace, the goal is progress, like truly, as leaders, I mean, that you nailed it, man. And I've I realized that I've been just attempting to keep the peace, right? Yeah. And instead of initiate progress. and get into those uncomfortable spaces and it's funny because oftentimes the person people who can relate to this the person that we're coercing with the person that we're trying to keep the peace with is usually not going to be nearly as triggered or as 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 hurt as you assume they may be from your personal wounds um and so I, i love that and so what does progress mean to you man I'm I'm curious, you know, where do you see us going right here? It's a very interesting time obviously. Sure. And so I'm curious as to what you think about everything that's happening and and how we are progressing and how how we should progress from here in your opinion.
1: So in my opinion with everything that's going on, I think now given all the tension that we're experiencing, what we're seeing is what I'm seeing is a a revealing of people's mm. true character yeah you know and yeah. for a long time people can they can they were able to flaunt they were able to pretend but we're getting to a point now where tech is so advanced and um, people have ways of finding holes mm-hmm. right and so the truest of true are the ones who are gonna rise in the times of tension yeah. and uh, w- the beauty know there's a lot of turmoil that's going on and i don't want to downplay that because i want to acknowledge that and say that that is a real thing and in every crisis is opportunity and in every opportunity (laughs) is crisis (laughs) and so you know and this can be traced back to the beginning of time like this this is the human experience every moment there is a choice to be made as to what you are going to focus on are you going to focus on the things that are not working, which may be super present for you? Right. No money in the bank. I'm going to lose my house. Like, these are very real things. Right. Um, And on the flip side, the human is a resilient piece of intelligence. And I don't think people have really allowed themselves to fully explore what that means. Yeah. Because of fear of rejection, fear of, uh, being embarrassed, fear of failure, fear of success. Like what if I actually go after what I want and then I achieve it? Am I going to even want it? And what's going to change in my life? Like there's so Mm -hmm. many layers to this, but really what it comes down to is there's fear over why you're not necessarily progressing in your life. And until you figure that out, you're just going to continue to spin your wheels. Once you do figure that out, Then the goal has to be bigger than the fear and then the environment needs to hold a hold you up to a standard where fear doesn't bring you down fear actually motivates you fear is an indicator that you're heading in the right direction. And you begin to leverage the energy that comes from fear to stay committed to a cause. Mm. So I think now more than ever because fear is so high we have a chance to alchemize fear into purpose. And really get clear on who we are and what we want. Like us, our whole job experience has changed. No longer are we driving or commuting as much as we used to. And people are having more time to think about quality of life. And this is just all over the country. Like, what is most important to me? I realized as not traveling to work every day that I really enjoy hanging out with my family and working. And so mm-hmm. now maybe I don't need as much hours. Maybe I realize that I can make do with less money than I thought I needed or or maybe you realize that a passion of yours emerged out of COVID and now you want to start pursuing that. There's so many quality of life adjustments that I think people are making right now which is beautiful because that means you're starting to listen within and not fall victim to the societal pressures that are coming at us from mm-hmm. social media from any sort of media in general from just the hypnosis that yeah. Um, Western culture, achievement culture can place on us, mm-hmm. and so I'll summarize this by saying something that has has really helped me kind of navigate this uncertain time that we're in right now is do simple better mm-hmm. It's no for me, it's never been about how much food can I get on the plate. It's been always about. What type of food do I have on my plate? And how can I enjoy that food at a deeper level? Yeah. Um, (laughs) And that works for me. That's more slow incremental growth, whereas other people may be like massive quantum leaps. Um, And I just find that the slow, steady build allows you to be more intentional, allows you to really understand what it is that you're doing, allows you to be grounded, and um, find your center a lot easier than trying to find your your worth or your identity in an accomplishment amount of money or a title
0: absolutely i couldn't agree more and it's interesting how the slow and steady growth often times permits for quantum leaps (laughs) right exactly right right when you least expect it too, which is the fun part it's like here i am slowly going about my business going about my life you know Maneuvering moving here moving there connecting with different people Maybe sitting with plant Madison working on my spiritual growth and next thing, you know, bam your whole life just absolutely Blossoms into something so brilliantly different and so such an advancement of what was your life previously that you can't even believe it and Then it's time to integrate that right yes. then that comes with with its whole set of challenges of ups and downs of, of twists and turns and uh, it, it never ends and <laughs> I think this is relative to what you're sharing is that you know no matter what we have right no matter what we acquire we will always have a, a whole new set of, of hills and valleys that come with anything right any any possessions that we have any career that we choose any relationship that we're in everything comes with those that set of challenges, and <laughs> the goal is not peace. The goal is progress, right? Progressing, right. progressing through the experience of life, no matter what what it may be. And boy, that is not an easy thing to do. It's easier said than done. Huh? <laughs> right, right. And
1: and something to add to that is, you know, this is a phrase that I like to to say to myself all the time: is every new level has a new devil. Mm. Right, and as Boss. you grow. <laughs> as you grow, there's, there's a new space that you're entering and you've never been to this space. And so some people can get caught in, oh, this last level for me was so easy. And now this new level is very challenging. Well, of course, because it's new. Mm -hmm. And the one, once you start relaxing into knowing that the next level for you, whatever that is in your life right now is going to be turbulent, then you, you, you don't lower your expectations, but you get real with what you're going to experience. And yeah. when you do that, you're, you're not let down, but you're actually more prepared. And so I find that, mm-hmm. um, again, like sitting in that pressure, that's how diamonds are made. Nothing yeah. of value is ever formed without tension. You don't even appreciate the things in your life that were just given. You appreciate the times where you were like struggling and then you made it through and you're like, man, yes, I can't believe I did that. Right. So it's important to remind yeah. ourselves, um, Absolutely. to, to do that. And, and there's a phrase by, um, there's a guy named Alex Hermosi that I've been listening to lately. He's, mm-hmm. uh, he's been inspiring me a lot. And he said something that, uh, on one of his posts, he's like, most people need to be reminded, not taught. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's that's important to to understand for ourselves
0: Absolutely, I couldn't I couldn't agree more with that either. Most people need to be Reminded and I feel like that's a huge part of coaching and i'm writing this down as well (laughs) Yeah, holding the mirror man. Yeah Holding the mirror exactly and you know, this is why coaches have coaches, right? Let's not fool ourselves like nobody is Nobody is fully there And, and and you know to play off of what you said no video game right has ever been <laughs> as you progress through the game it gets easier right 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 i think the last video game i played was like kingdom hearts and all my kingdom hearts nerds out there you'll really appreciate this but you don't fight sephiroth at the beginning of the game you know it's like this dude is a boss level character and he's ex- like you have to win the game like 15 times to just be able to fight him and stuff and anyway you know, oftentimes it's good to ask ourselves <laughs> for my Kingdom Hearts nerds, what's our Sephiroth, right? Right. What is our insurmountable challenge in our life right now that we just absolutely cannot even wrap our minds around achieving, Yes. you know, because we can achieve that. It just takes the experience necessary to rest in the journey, right? And one of my favorite books, The Alchemist, where he realizes that the treasure is the journey itself. And for us to be present and really rest in the journey and rest in that pressure that you were saying, I I believe is super important. And and I love that you said, you know, people's characters and, and who people are is unveiling right now because I reference, you know, the apocalypse means the unveiling, right? And so if you look at 2020 in a snapshot, we have total full-blown apocalypse right dumpsters on fire cars on fire you know everything's virus like it just a textbook apocalypse i don't know why my camera is doing that but you know but it's also a textbook unveiling Uh, and we we see everything just really clearly for for what it is and very rarely do you meet people these days that aren't aware that the information that they're being given is potentially um purposed towards a certain agenda, whether, mm-hmm. wh- whatever it may be, you know, if, if they can make more, if anybody can make more money on someone and that's their primary, um, their primary intention, then you better believe <laughs> that's, right. you know, got some fishy stuff going on, but, um, I, I love what you said. Most people need to be reminded and not taught. And so, yeah, where do we go from here? I'm, I'm curious as to, well, I want to play on. On what you said as well that you know what we're experiencing right now as a collective which can be very scary for many it, it's also this incredible as we know an incredible catalyst for change and I was recently listening to a podcast with dr. Zach Bush who um, I've just become this humongous fan of over the past couple of months because he's just so the way he integrates fifth dimensional concepts into the 3d as a medical doctor is fascinating to me and him and charles eisenstein were discussing how you know where where we are right now is we're in the cocoon right we're in Mm -hmm. the we're we're coming into the birth canal and Mm -hmm. in the birth canal is where the most pressure is held onto the baby right and as we're we're a baby in the womb we're getting pushed and contracted out of this birth canal this seemingly impossible feat of going through this Tiny hole as this human being, right? And we're feeling that pressure. We're feeling the, you know, the cervix just crushed down on our little bodies, you know, and the in the collective pressure of us really emerging out into this new world, you know, that we live in, this new paradigm, which imagine being in a womb, you know, and living in a womb your entire life, and then coming into the world. And how how incredibly (laughs) unfathomable. That would be, Um, and they believe, you know, their theory, and the theory of many indigenous cultures is that's what we're experiencing, that the the feminine, as he was sharing in the in Ecuadorian culture, that the feminine wing of the eagle is opening, and so the eagle's been flying, or the condor's been flying around in circles with just its right masculine wing flapping, flying around in circles, and now. The Other wing is opening the feminine, the nurturer, the protect, you know, the, t- the caretaker, the lover, the emotional side of, of our beings is opening so that we can then fly straight. And that the eagle and the condor have never flown straight before in history. So, what does this mean? What is it, you know, where can we go from here? Well, right, it's boundless. You know, we we can now we can fly somewhere <laughs> and not just be caught up in the same shit that we've been caught up in, right? You know, which is which is extraordinarily evident, right? And as things become more and more evident, like the night is darkest before the dawn, yes, right. And we can rely on on that that theory, this philosophy, this ethos, in order to collectively manifest this dawning, right. Because ultimately it's it's up to us to to create yeah. with the mind.
1: Yeah. No, so so a couple of things that come up for me there, uh, you know, I've I am a new father, so uh mm-hmm. nineteen months ago my son Aiden blessed my wife and I by coming to this earth and, and the coolest thing about watching that delivery was as he's coming through the birth canal, the, the mother and all the liquids that come onto the child is actually a protection. Of, mm-hmm. of of protecting that baby into a new environment, right? So to, mm-hmm. to fit with your your metaphor of we're in the birth canal, we're also being mm-hmm. blessed coming out of it, right? So I thought that was that was really cool. But a second thing that you that you mentioned was um the oh, man, I'm drawing a blank now.
0: Um can can I play off of what you just yeah, said? Yeah, 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 well, of course. So what you just what you just mentioned, I've never seen a child be born, but the liquids of the the child in the umbilical cord, right? Nourish the child and feed the child once it's out. Like, oh my God, what is this? Right? Holy shit. Where am I? This is a whole different universe. I mean, it would basically like us being sucked through a wormhole and being on a different planet entirely, that's so expansive we can't even begin to imagine. But then we also have like <laughs> spirits like, don't worry, don't worry, like nourishes, you know, nourishes and nurtures you as you go along with your umbilical cord and embryonic fluid and all the stuff that, you know, the baby receives. So I, I love that. I love yeah. that reference and analogy, but go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, it's it, it's true, man. And, and, and so really living Living life the way that you want to, I think, is, is, is what's most important right now. And, and oh, I know what I was going to say. Like, I've was I'm I've really been thinking about social media and this metaverse and, and all these new tech things that are happening right now, which are, are very, very interesting. And um, when you look at tribes, how we've originated as a human species, we've always been in relatively small tribes, right? Like maybe 100, right. 150 max. Right. And now some of us are, are with our Instagram followings, are getting... 10, 20, 100, a million followers. It's like, we aren't designed to be connected to that many people. Right. (laughs) You know, and and so much data is coming at us so fast that if we don't know what roots us, if we don't know what's important, then we don't know what to sift through, which means we take all of that data in, which creates very large amounts of overwhelm. And when you're Mm -hmm. overwhelmed and, and confused, you can't think clearly and when you can't think clearly you end up following the status quo which is going back to our safety zone right so um Mm -hmm. the leader and the trailblazer is the person who goes first and oftentimes that means that you're not going to be understood or that you are not going to you're going to be um
0: in constant
1: evolution with your relationships Mm -hmm. and the ones that You trust the most and you have the most deep relationship with are going to be the ones who stay there other ones are gonna Prune themselves out of your life And I think it's important to note that as you grow and you make this decision this conscious decision to say I'm going to progress Know all the repercussions that come from that and uh, relationships is a big one
0: Yes, no way shower change maker mover and shaker has ever gone without scrutiny right without being criticized and and even like you know made a laughing stock of like truly you know the the great pioneers have been the ones who are you know very few people believe in them until they achieve what they said they were (laughs) going to achieve and then everyone believes in them and then they're a hero right so right right and you know this is the back to our conversation about the slow and steady growth and how that mm. permits quantum leaps,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, for all the trailblazers out there, all the leaders out there that are, that feel lonely and that feel like they are surmounting to nothing at this time. And that feel like no matter what they do, this, this vision that they have can't come to fruition. Just remember all of the pioneers before you, you know, not knowing if what they, they saw in their vision, would come to reality but then you look at prince you look at nelson mandela you look at the, these people who really had had a dream had a vision martin luther king and were just you know hated by so many but are remembered as legends you know are are timeless their 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 energy will be carried for the rest of time and so i love i love what you referenced there
1: yeah and a, and a lot of times when you get clear on your path and you start progressing people are going to project their insecurity onto you because Mm -hmm. they're going to see you and part of them is going to realize what they're capable of. Mm -hmm. And they're going to see their capabilities lived out through your actions. And they're going to feel that disconnect from what they say they want and what they're actually doing. So they're going to actually take their anger and frustration over themselves and place it on you as someone else to blame rather than taking ownership for their life. So that, that's what's going to be happening. But um, yeah, yeah. the true leaders, are they stay the course because they're driven
0: by something bigger than themselves. Absolutely. And so I'm, I'm curious because it sounds like what you're talking about is comparison, right? How we oftentimes find ourselves maybe comparing ourselves to someone else that's in our field of work or our field of play. That's, um, and this is really doing us a disservice. And I even find myself doing, you know, I have so many <coughs> things that I'm doing Right. And and I'm I'm receiving recognition for those things. But oftentimes I'll feel like, Man, where's my recognition at? <laughs> where's my Someone recognition? Someone notice the work I'm doing, please. <laughs> yes. Somebody notice me, damn it. And and I laugh at myself, but it's it's true. It's you know, it's yeah. part of it's part of what I'm working through right now. And then I find myself like, damn, I wish I had, you know, as many followers as this person, or I wish I had as many people sign up for my training as this person, or or I was, wish I was getting the recognition this person's having. So I'm curious, and, and you know, then I, I come back to myself and it's like, hey, it's right. all good, man. You know, I've, I've done a lot of work, so I'm able to recognize that and say, huh, let me inquire on that. But I'm curious as to what what your yeah. approach to navigating those waters are.
1: Uh, great question, and uh, many layers. So my mm-hmm. thought process on this is, it varies. So I think there's many ways that you can compare, you can compare up and you can compare down. Mm-hmm. Most people compare up, which makes them feel insignificant, and they fail to compare down, which reminds them of all the growth that they've had. Yes. Right, so comparison up is seeing, let's say uh, for me an example, as someone who's been a coach like like a Tony Robbins, let's say, Right. and sure. I look at him and I'm like, damn man, I wish I was doing that, I wish I was making that, I wish da 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 da. Like, I'm going to feel, if I don't use that comparison in the right way, I'm going to feel very insignificant and probably beat myself up because I'm not where I think I should be compared to where he was at my age or or whatever. And It's just a big black hole that you can get sucked into. That would be the negative side of of using that. You can compare up and notice that the jealousy or the envy that you're feeling there is actually a call from within And really a source of inspiration exactly that is blocked that you can now unlock to leverage that energy to push in your own way uh, at your own pace forward right Right. compared down is man i'm let's say i have a hundred people that sign up for my thing and i go okay well no there are other coaches that are only getting 25 50 it's not to say that i'm better than them it's just to say that You have if you're gonna compare up, you have to also compare down to give yourself a fair look at things. But we all we don't do that. We we only err on the side of caution that usually makes us look worse than we are, um, for whatever reason, not being enough syndrome or or whatever. But so I think it's important to note that you can do both of those and you can do them in healthy ways, not unhealthy Mm -hmm. ways. Then there is like a comparison to self yesterday right right like this this is where feedback and metrics come into play am i better today than i was yesterday i don't know well how would you know well i if i guess if i was looking at this this and this that would let me know if i'm progressing okay then let's create metrics or systems around those things that allow you to reference yesterday in comparison to today that is ultimately the, the winning strategy, although comparison up and using that as inspiration can be very helpful from a drive perspective and maybe initial right. kind of getting the engine started, but then one who shifts to comparison to self yesterday um, makes it even more healthy and even more sustainable because you stop looking from without and you start looking within and... Yeah. The withinness gets stronger. Your intuition increases. You start doubling down on what you're good at and what you love, and that over time compounds into those quantum leaps that we're talking about. So, when I catch myself in comparison, which it's weekly, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, okay, yep, there, there it is. Take a deep <laughs> breath, reset. What am I? What? What specifically am I looking at? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at, let's say, money. That person has way more money. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, and how? What, what is bad about that? Well, right. I should have that money too. Yeah. Okay. Are So where is your money now and where was it last month? Is there progress? Yes. But the progress isn't fast enough. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. So now we have expectations there that may or may not be um realistic is maybe the lack for lack of a better term like you want you want you want to seek sustainability not massive jumps followed by massive dips right and so by leveraging all this data that you're correcting collecting and double clicking on things that make you feel off inside you can reveal the right information that once you acknowledge actually loosens the muscles all the tension starts falling out of your body and now you can utilize that clarity to form a strategy that actually fits your personality, your skill set, and the time in which you're operating. Both of those things mm. and that creates the the consistency.
0: I love that. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important to compare it down, and and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's something that I never thought of before. Right. It's like, why can't I just be, you know, the the most to make? And, and oftentimes it's, you know, it's because for me personally, it's because I know my true potential. Like my, my (laughs) oversoul knows my true potential. And so it's like, come on, man, get to work. Let's go. (laughs) You know, right. Like it's time, it's time to get after it. And I feel like I'm feeling it pretty, pretty, pretty intensely because of Saturn return and all that good stuff. But, um, and oftentimes I, you know, I, I, recognize that comparison, whether myself or someone else is limiting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're, we're perceiving that, Someone else's success is our the echelon of our success. Why can't we be at that level whenever really we may have fifty levels beyond that in our in in our our timeline in our Dharma, right? part of our our mission here, our journey here, and it may even hold us back from re- reaching those because we're like, "Ah, finally, you know I made it." But you know we know that that's not the case as soon as you yeah. make it, there's another level to get to right? Right. every level has a devil. <laughs> as James Silva says.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, and every, every, uh, form of, of comparison is like, to to your point, I love that you said that. And thank you for, for stating that is yeah. The getting caught up in once I get I'll feel Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right. Like that, it never works. It never works. And so falling in love with the process is ultimately the winning strategy. No matter what you do, you're always in the now. Mm-hmm. You can't, and, and people say, how do I come back to the now? How do I develop more presence? Well, first of all, come back to your breath because you can't mm-hmm. breathe in the past and you can't breathe in the future. So by focusing on the breath, you're always gonna be here now. And those that I find and work with, these high level performers, whether they're athletes or leaders or wherever, um, those that perform at the highest levels are, are able to cultivate a level of presence. And when they're present, it's not so much about what they're saying. It's about what they're being. It's their the energy that they're giving in that moment. it's the it's the stoicism that comes in the face of calamity, right? It's that right. that centered s- zone of just, I got this. I, right. i've I've cultivated the inner trust because I've constantly put myself in unfamiliar, challenging situations to cultivate the muscle of believing in myself. And so when I see a challenge, I don't run. I stay, I breathe, I notice, I observe, and then I act. And all that can happen in a matter of seconds or it can happen in a matter of minutes. But either way, the leader is able to quiet down the mind and say, what's the intention? And what do I need to do? And then Mm -hmm. feedback from there, you know, and um, that's something that I've really... Spent a lot of time on at least in the last three years that have and and more so recently with having a son been challenged To continue is how do mm-hmm. I stay present with so much going on? Um, breath is definitely one of those things and meditation is another form of that, too
0: mm-hmm. Absolutely Yeah, i you know, I've been working with breath work for quite a while and and teaching breath work for about four years and part of what I'm doing is certifying people to teach the breathwork styles that I created based on the different styles that I've learned. Um, and Which is one of those comparison things because you have a, you know quite a few people that are starting to venture into that space as well as being a musician. And so there's so much room for growth, right? It's like, yes. <laughs> and I know that, you know, once there's hundreds of students and dozens of, you know, a dozen albums, like there will still be Gosh, you know. One day I'll be like <laughs> Prince, maybe. You know, like just, just how do I become a legend? I'm jealous of the legends. Now, <laughs> you know, but anyway,
1: yeah. Well, and what's interesting yeah. too about the legends is I think that the legends never really wanted to be legends, right?
0: Right. Right. They, they were just, just operating the in their own
1: exactly. And and then, and it just happens from there. And it's the same thing with yes. like, I want to be rich because everyone will see me a certain way. And it's like, well, just just focus on meeting your needs and delivering extreme levels of value and those things
0: are just gonna happen absolutely as a byproduct (laughs) exactly you you know the only times where I was truly legendary was when I wasn't trying to be yes (laughs) the moments where I was I was I felt the recognition right I felt that thank you so much for this this has radically changed my life were the moments where I was present Yes, and just focusing on focusing on providing as much value as possible, and that was one of you know I say that was, but obviously it still is, one of my core values, um, yeah. is providing as much value as possible. And I remember now just having this conversation, thinking back to the moment I had my awakening that changed my life. It was a surrender to providing as much value as possible. It was through a. Hey, I've, you know, I've got all the money, I've got freedom of time, like I'm still not fulfilled. What, what gives, you know, allow me to be as valuable as possible to this, what's Mm. happening right now. It was perfect timing, 2019. And, um, you know, this, this really profound awakening that took place itself. And yeah, I remember that, 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 the, the whole acceptance of, of just being in value, being valuable, for everyone was really what resonated and and permeated so deeply in others that I received that recognition. I was never looking for it, um, but I, I'm curious as to because earlier you said, you know, you believe that people should do what they want right now, right? So this this could be you know contradictory to what people also need, yeah. Right? and yeah. as well as as compromising for relationships and compromising for a goal and so i'm curious as to how your perspective on balancing all of those things together like how do we <laughs> do what we want whenever we want to do something that our partner would definitely not like us to do how do we do what we want
1: <laughs> that's on? a loaded question right, yeah it's a big question right? <laughs> right 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 so let's start with uh something that you said that i want to touch on real quick and it's mm-hmm. uh as a leader you know i think it's empowerful to ask who do i need to be in this conversation but i think what's even more powerful is what space do i need to be for this mm-hmm. conversation and when you ask that question you become bigger than the situation you actually create a bubble around that environment that makes it yeah. the space in which the transformation can hold, can, can happen. And I think that the moments that you were talking about where you were fully present and you kind of evaporated, you became the space in which facilitated those transformations, almost like you became the conduit for something bigger than you to come through mm-hmm. you to deliver whatever needed to be delivered. So just, I, you made me think of that. I wanted to mm-hmm. say that. Thank you for sharing that uh, absolutely um, as far as uh, doing what you want versus doing what you need um, <clears throat> I think let's see how do I want to start with this that's a tough one <laughs> it is it is you know I it's important when you're in a relationship with somebody in times of stress and and challenge which we are right right now is. You have to be able to articulate what is happening inside of you to those that you care about most. And you can't do that unless you're self-aware. So first of all, you have to recognize what's happening inside of you that may be creating conflict or disconnect. And that may be that you've been working a job that you absolutely hate because you need that job to provide for your family. Have you vocalized that? have you acknowledged that in yourself or are you just operating Mm. day-to-day wondering why you're disconnected like that's the first level right so one has to be aware of what's happening and then two the second thing is you have to have courage to express that Mm -hmm. to your partner so that you create space for a solution to be provided to get out of that situation that's causing the conflict Mm -hmm. so the want is i don't want to be working here The need is I have to, to provide. But your want can overpower your need in time so that what you want becomes something that just is. And, And know that when you're expressing yourself that your partner may not understand initially. But if your relationship is rooted in common values, then that initial tension will somehow transform into another conversation that breaks down that ease or that that tension into more ease and then you can together find a way to make that happen or Mm. or you may realize that the relationship you're in right now is not the one that is best for your health and maybe you're doing it because you it's like sunk cost fallacy well we've been together for so long might as well stay together right it's like no, things are easy. Things are comfortable, <laughs> right? Exactly. And to, oh man, why am I going to go ahead and add another challenging thing in time of challenge? You know, sometimes if you want to fly, you got to cut what weighs you down.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Right. And, and sometimes that means that uh, you and that and your partner, if you've been trying your best to do all these strategies, you've done therapy, you've done coaching and, and there seems to still be a disconnect and it might be time for that relationship to evolve. And that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that you love them any less. It doesn't mean that they're bad people. It just means that people do evolve, and sometimes that means away from each other. Mm -hmm. So so there's many options that you can go about, but I think the first thing is developing awareness of what you're feeling and, two, having the courage to voice that in a way where you're not looking for a solution from the other person, but you love the person enough to tell them what is going on in your life and how you're feeling Mm -hmm. in the most loving way that you possibly can. And even Mm -hmm. if you try it in the most loving possible way, there still is a chance that that other person that you're telling it to is gonna get defensive and think it's all about them rather than sustaining that and listening. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's gonna take time, it's gonna take patience, and it's gonna take a lot of conversation. And so Mm -hmm. there's no get-quick fixes here, get-rich-quick fixes. Like Mm -hmm. It's just a slow and steady evolution. And either you get stronger together through that or you evolve and, and move on
0: and ultimately whatever coaching or conversations or therapy that you do is going to help you grow regardless 100 percent. right so ultimately it's st- back to the journey right <laughs> it's best for it's progress <laughs> back to yeah. the journey the goal is progress here <laughs> we go and then the byproduct of progress is Peace. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There we go. All right. This is the best coaching session I've had, James. Thank you so Let's much. Let's go. <laughs> love it, man. Well, I'm I'm super grateful for you, brother, and really glad that I reached out. Um, you know, I I imagine that's how you know, B. Brandon Collinsworth is is by being in Las Vegas, and I saw you on the Warrior Retreat and uh, kind of checked you out on Instagram. I'm like, this guy, I'd love to have him on. So I'm really grateful for you coming on, brother. Thank you,
1: brother. Honored to be here. And thank you for allowing me to uh, share what I've learned with your audience.
0: Absolutely. Where can the audience find you, my man?
1: Yeah. Everyone listening, if you're interested in want more of what we've discussed here, one, I have a podcast called Be That 1%. Um, it's on iTunes and Spotify and all your major networks. Um, Ben's actually going to be on it here shortly, too. So we'll, we'll get him yeah. scheduled there. And then uh, my Instagram is James underscore silvas s-i-l-v-a-s that's where i spend most of my time everything website stuff is linked there link in bio so um would love to connect with you guys love to to continue to serve if there's any any way that that i could do so so um yeah that's the best way
0: beautiful and i know some people will take up take you up on that offer and thank you so much brother and and yeah i'm looking forward to coming on the podcast and and sharing more whenever we get the chance these conversations i feel like there's going to be many of them (laughs)
1: probably most likely
0: awesome man well have a blessed day peace out everyone and have a beautiful rest of your day hey there family and thank you so much for listening to the podcast if you enjoyed this episode then i invite you to go and leave a five-star review with some words of love and encouragement. I read each and every review, each and every comment, so you know that I'm gonna feel that love in my heart and reflect it right back to you. Reviews are so important. They bring a big smile to my face, they motivate me and inspire me. So if you enjoyed the episode, please go let me know. Our sponsors some love, guys. Our sponsors are amazing. They're amazing people with amazing products, amazing missions, and I love them. I buy every single product that sponsors this podcast, and I love each and every one of them. And I know you will too. There's only one way to find out, so go check them out, guys. Also, don't forget to go to connectandevolve.com and check out everything we have coming up for 2022. We have our sacred embodiment retreats in Sedona, Arizona five of them this year and they're going to go quick and i would love for you guys to be there they're going to be incredible super transformational and it's just such a blessing to do this work in the beautiful red rocks of sedona so that's connectandevolve.com forward slash retreats also we have our breathwork facilitator trainings happening all year long and they're the six week online powerhouse trainings where you learn how to share the power of the breath with the world and make a living doing it we also have our quantum coaching and all the other healing offerings that we have there at connectandevolve.com so go check it out guys in the meantime i love you all so so much gratitude for each and every one of you remember that you are the light and that we are the keepers of the new earth this is our time to shine family so go out there and thrive Until next time, be blessed. Peace.